Hello there, the championship is about to get underway and if last year is anything to go by, we've got lots to look forward to. Yes, take a breath, it's time to go again. In a season dominated by talk of structures, we assess the new look football championship, we examine the latest tactical trends in the game, we identify the chief challengers to Kerry as the road to Croker opens again this weekend. All of that in the company of two-time All-Ireland winner and former All-Star Ger Brennan. And we've got plenty of hurling chat too, looking back at a pretty average league series, but looking forward to the Joe McDonough Cup, which starts tomorrow. Cheddar Plunkett joins us for that. Yeah, it's a busy time on the eve of a brand new championship. And it's football first here on the championship. Uh, Ger Brennan's with me in studio. Ger, it's great to see you. Uh, you're busy with the family and you're busy with Moorfield and Kildare as well. Yeah, I kept going, Damon. So four young children under five, we twins seven months ago. So in fairness, I have a great wife at home, Ashling, who uh, allows us men to get out and enjoy our football and hurling. So uh very blessed that way and enjoying Moorfield's second season with them down in Kildare too. Yeah, and like we're, we're here to talk about a new championship and really it's it's the structures at home, isn't it? And it's the cooperation from your family members and your your friends that allow all these coaches, managers, officials and, and key players to go out and do their stuff. No, it's incredibly important to have somewhat of a, a stable uh, home situation. I even remember my time as a, as a player and Pat Gilroy used to, used to say it's, it's so important to acknowledge the work of your partners and your par- and, and your parents and even your mentors in the club who have looked after you and continue to look after you and they're the ones that actually allow you to go out and play and then when you get into the management sphere it's a whole different level of commitment the hours are longer um, because of the prep work you have to do and the analysis and then managing players as well so so it's a, it's a far greater task but uh, nonetheless enjoyable too Ger, just in case of I suppose the provinces, we're not quite sure where we're at with it yet. Enda McGinley made a point to me or a few weeks ago that at the end of this league campaign, at the end of the provinces, teams will reassess next year how they go about both competitions. And can you see how that might happen? Absolutely. And it's a, it's a new beginning. It's a new learning for all uh, managers involved in the inter-county setup that they haven't experienced this, this ebb and flow of, of league straight into the provincial and then straight into the knockout stages or the group stages of the uh, of the championship, so uh, trying to ensure that you have your better players fit and healthy, and in prime condition as you come to the latter stages of those uh, of those group games is uh, is usually important. And with the advent and the use of GPS and the monitoring tools that are there, um, the sports scientists in the background with the elite teams, you know they should have this nailed down to a T come twelve months time. But again, if if you look at you know which teams are going to progress to the latter stage of the championship. It still is your Division One teams, and at Dublin and at Derry, will probably push on then as well. Yeah, and uh, Derry have a small squad too, Ger, so they can't afford any injuries, no matter how good the, the scientific data is coming yeah. in. And you see now with a couple of lads coming off in the Division Two League final the weekend, that the quality that came in, the heart was there, but but that natural ability. Uh, when that falls off against the better teams, it's 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 not imp- impossible to get over the line. Were you surprised that your old teammate Stephen Cluxton 
came back to the Dublin squad. In fairness, they kept it fierce quite. I don't know how it didn't get out anywhere. Uh, but were you surprised with it? There's a few of us, well, all of us who played in the 2011 final, as as each player retired, uh, you were added to a WhatsApp group, Damien, and, and Stephen was part of that group. And I think maybe Adam Brogan might have uh, put him out of the group since. He's an administrator that he's back playing with Dublin. Uh, we were surprised. None of us knew. A few of the lads from the 2011 team were in actually at the league final. Uh, the 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 last round of the league and the the they seen Stephen warming up and we were we were totally in shock but mm-hmm. I suppose that <clears throat> that's credit to the tightness that's there within the group. It's a good sign, isn't it? it it's a good sign um, in terms of the trust and uh, uh, that's there between the players and management and and the group as a whole. What do I think of it? Uh, I, I've heard a few arguments that well, it's unfair and the up and coming keepers. I wouldn't subscribe to that. I think you've got the best player uh, goalkeeper in the country, albeit out of scene for a couple of seasons. Mm. You want to be learning from him, you want to be pushed by him, you want to be challenged by him. On the other hand, players going back haven't been out of retirement for a couple of seasons. I haven't seen it work out. Mm. Now, um, there's, there's somewhat of a disclaimer here for myself is that I haven't seen keepers come back in and play. You've seen outfield players come out, Rory O'Carroll, Paul Galvin after a couple of seasons being out of the system and it's, it's, it's not impossible to get back up to that space because the game does move move on, your body moves on, uh, uh, mm. your ability to adapt to the challenges ahead of you. It's just it's just harder when you're out of the loop for a couple of seasons. What's your gut feeling, Joe? Could you see him playing? Because, I mean, Comfort, you know, they must have a concern about maybe long-term injury there. I'm not sure about that, obviously. Uh, but O'Hanlon was going quite well too. Um, but could you see Cluxton playing or is he going to push these guys on? I I, I think they'll, they'll play. Desi will play the best player uh, who's performing. And in fairness to David O'Hanlon, I think he's done really, really well the last couple of games. Very impressed with him, very level-headed. Uh, some players may have capitulated if they had seen a Stephen Cluxton come back in. They may have felt there was a lack of trust there or whatnot, but in fairness to Hanlon, I think he's been he's been hugely impressive. Uh, goalkeeping, I don't think, is our problem uh, yeah. uh, with my Dublin hat on. Do you think that you could be maybe Curry's nearest challengers then by the end of the season? And are you impressed maybe with Killian O'Gara and Lehif maybe putting Tom Lehif putting their hands up? I, I Lehif has been around the scene mm. now for a couple of seasons, and and he is progressing, he is improving. Um, he's he's great um, athletic ability, and he really does cover. Over the ground, uh, Killian, similar shape to to own his older brother, and how he plays, um, direct as well. Direct as well. Uh, for me, Dublin have an awful lot of work to do to 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 get back up there. I think they can obviously do it. Um, I think Mayo for me would be the the key contenders at the moment. Just looking at the league form, and certainly with Kevin McStay there, he there seems to be less, uh, should I say, nonsense coming out of the Mayo camp. It seems very controlled, very level headed, and even the way that they're playing. There's there's a humility uh, about how they're playing and they're all playing for one another. There doesn't there's no superstar so to speak, and 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 that's something that you mentioned the word nonsense, Jared. James yeah. Warren, in fairness, team would have tried to have quell all that. Like yeah. I mean, the the, the players probably you know the more committed and devoted than than most squads over the years. Why why would it be maybe that is it the the support that Mayo garners is that what you're talking about maybe the yeah. the constant hype about the team it's an absolute religion up there it's, it's an absolute religion up there and and, and, and you're very true uh, and, and what you say Damon it's it's that that hype that pressure from your own supporters it just creeps in and uh, as well prepared as inter-county players are they're still elite amateurs so they're going to college they're going to work um, and and they're getting it uh, at the garage station. They're getting it in the in the staff room. They're getting it in the lecture hall, and and it is quite challenging to be able to uh, deal with uh, that. to to deal with that. So that's where you need your manager, your leader, and the team that he has around him. And I'm sure he has a lot of 
PR people in the background quietly managing social media for him as well to, to try and keep tabs on that. Yeah, he, he has. He certainly has. He's well on top of that brief. Um, just in terms of the way the game has gone then, Ger, like maybe you're probably 10 years out of the top, yeah. top, top level. Um, I go to certain games and it's set up, they, they mirror each other and it's a lot of lateral passing and I'd be genuinely interested in it. You're trying to find the positives and you're trying to find maybe a bit of intrigue is the game gone a bit flatter or is it actually evolving? Would you be happy enough with where it is or would you would you like to make changes to it? It's extremely boring to watch Skelly football. <laughs> You're a straighter talker than I am, yeah. Yeah, it's extremely boring. It's 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 easier to set up defensively. Uh, there's more coaching involved in getting your team to, to, to play on the front foot to be able to challenge uh, uh, opposition defences. Um it is what it is at the moment. It's it's quite possession based. Armagh and Kerry, they still try to play that kicking game. I think Dublin, when they do it, mm. it's great to watch. We did it in the Lancer final last year really well against Kildare. But they, uh, yeah, it, it can be tough to watch. And then you stick on a hurling game. But you have to. They are different sports ultimately. I know we're the same organisation, but yeah, hur- hurling, hurling, and you know you're hurling too, Ger. But mm. hurling's gone back a little bit too in terms of. That out and out lethal inside forward man is 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 not as prevalent maybe as it once was either. Yeah, and you you seen how Warford have been setting up with Desi Hutchison coming out. I, I seen Desi in the flesh a few times for Ballygunner. We played challenges against him. Mm-hmm. It's given to him. Mm-hmm. In UCD and incredible inside forward and his movement was great. But why would you waste your your sharp shoot? I, like I that think Davy's playing a trick there. I I, I would feel myself yeah. that closer. He be he be back into the goal in a few weeks' time. But yeah, yeah. Wouldn't know what's going on. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, that, and again, that comes down to what weight is placed in the league and the hurling in comparison to the weight that's placed in the league and the football. This 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 different weight there. So, Jar, just in general, before we look at maybe the weekend's games, could you see maybe a kind of a rethink coming in? Split season has has worked. I think I don't know what you feel, yeah. but w- with the way the new structure is, maybe they might have to maybe extend the season again by a few weeks. Would you? Uh, you definitely have to extend it by a few weeks. I think you, to, to not give the, the league finalists an opportunity to get a weekend off, is, is, is it's poor planning, let's call it what it is, right? Um, with the, the club hat on, there's a lot of club games being played now during the summer when a lot of guys are going away. And when we looked at the commencement date of club championships around the country last year, uh, Mayo were rightly put it back because a lot of guys took a break and they needed a breather. September, September, whereas a lot of other counties started by the end of July into August. And it's it's tough on club players uh, because they start the league in February, you know, early March, and they're going for 10 months of the year. And then the inter-county player between week-on-week games with the inter-county team and then expect you to go back and deliver to your club straight away. It, it is tough. I like the split season, definitely, but we should just add a couple of more weeks to it. To, to allow the um, to have uh, yeah. a proper break yeah. I think it would make a huge difference uh, again final thing before we touch on this weekend's action you're a very young family you're uh, with Moorfield in a, in a couple of years time when things relax would you see yourself getting into the inter-county sphere yeah look at the, I, teaching was my background secondary school teaching went to work in UCD yeah. uh, more administrative at times with UCD role Damon so that coaching and learning teaching and learning that itch is very much there so I'm I'm very comfortable uh, in a dressing room in a classroom on a Gaelic field, and as a player, you played for a club. You wanted to play senior county as a as a club manager. Yeah. You'd like to be able to manage a team at the at the top end. Uh, would it be a Dublin somewhere else? I don't know. Yeah. I like getting out of my comfort zones. Uh, familiarity 
sometimes doesn't excite me as much, which is why I'm probably in more fields and possibly further fields. Bring the twins with you as well, Ger. Bring the twins with me everywhere, yeah. yeah. Can, can you see any shocks this weekend? So we, we just maybe touch on Connacht. Like you've got London and Sligo and you've Leitrim in New York there. Is there any chance that New York might turn Leitrim over? I, I think there's always a chance, depending on how uh, Leitrim travel. Like Leitrim, they, they, they have some... Uh, Know decent results during the the the. We're lucky enough. The, the national end. league, mm. yeah, and and with seven teams in, in in the division, one or two wins propels you up. One or two losses, and you're in the relegation end. Um, a Carlo and a Carlo and Wicklow they drew earlier on in the league, and then Carlo fell off. And Wicklow progressed, and look where they are now. They're now in Division Three, you know. Yeah, down in Ockram, they'll be they'll be hard to beat. But if you just finish off. But, with but, the, but on, on the New York one, yes. Yeah, so uh, Shane Carty, who played with St Vincent's, and and gone to the Dublin senior team as well. He's back in uh, in the US. So I thought the Shane during the week. He's very much uh, confident that they're going to give Leitrim a good rattle. Yeah. They've been training hard. Um, and uh, Luke Bree, who also played with St Vincent for a brief time. He's, he's he's involved with Andy Moran's management team and chatting to Luke as well and himself and Shane used to live together funny enough so that'll be so a reconnection dynamic. yeah yeah depends how Leach and travel but yeah there's a chance there for New York I, yeah. I think anytime you're in JFK flying out with a win it's, it's a good time and there's a couple of Tipperary players I've seen it as well mm. Bill Maher and Alan Campbell are playing too uh, in Ulster Antrim versus Armagh now Armagh have slipped a little bit in recent times but in the Glady grounds is there any chance they could be caught at all there given Antrim's form probably not I think Antrim uh, Tony, uh, Andy McIntyre in his first year as manager Andy manager in the first year they're getting to know players getting to uh, feel their way around uh, the dressing room and the county board so so you wouldn't judge a manager in his first year but it'd be too much of a task I think uh, for the first round so in saying that if you were in the dressing room as Andy McIntyre you'd be just Talking to the players, saying you've nothing to lose, all yeah. the pressure on our yeah. ma. I think there is huge pressure on our ma. Uh, like you mentioned, they did falter towards the latter stage of the league. Uh, they probably need to tighten up on their possession uh, a bit loose sometimes in their in their in their in their passing, given 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 the opposition chances to get the ball. So okay, our ma to win, yeah. Okay, and if we switch over to Connacht, then um, have you come across Davy Burke in, in your Sigerson beat with, with Minute? He did a good job there in the yeah. league with the college um, and yeah. flying job of Ross Common. Um, yeah. Could they could they spring a surprise on Sunday? Definitely could. They the the league game a couple of weeks ago. You know, certainly the second half you could see. Uh, Mayo had a great start in that league game, and then and, and then was common, whether it was intentional or not. But individual pride as, as an athlete comes into play. That yeah. you know you can't be walking on the pitch where you were during that first thirty odd minutes. Let's get ourselves going. And you see when Mayo actually sorry was common pushed Mayo. They got two late goals and it was very close uh, uh, going into the latter stages of that match. So, yes, I could see Roscommon push Mayo, but I think the overall quality of the Mayo players and the bench and the players they have to bring in, uh, they should get through by a couple of points. But Davey Burke, he's done, he's done a really good job in terms of how he sets them up. And, yeah. and, and who's to say they wouldn't bounce back in a round-robin series if they do lose on Sunday? Exactly. Yeah. Just go to Leinster. Um, you know, and it's an, I'm underwhelmed calling out these fixtures because... You know, maybe the championship the way it is. But anyway, Wicklow and Carlo and Ockram. They drew early on the league, but Wicklow are on the up and Carlo are struggling. I know they're, they're probably missing a couple of key players there. And Connor Crowley thinks carrying a hamstring yeah. and he's a sharpshooter. Without Connor, uh, they're under pressure. Longford and Offaly in the game is in uh, Glenn and Brothers, Pierce Park in Longford. Yeah, and, and, and a mixed campaign for Offaly. Obviously, with the sad loss, Liam Cairns. Uh, Longford struggled. Um, I think they only got one win, one draw in the league campaign. They lost to Offaly by a point during the league, but you'd have to go with Offaly. 
But on that note, Geraldine was a great friend of ours on this show, mm. and we'd like to pass on again all our sympathies to, to the whole family. It's just shocking, really. What a character. Um, the last game then in Lensford, your uh, Leash and Wexford. And you know, that'll be tasty enough too. It's in Port Leash. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, again, Leash, I bet Wexford by maybe four or five points in the National League. Um, Wexford, I haven't got to see a whole lot of them. I know a lot of Leash people who've been at Leash games who would say Leash are also hot and cold. Yeah. But I think you have two uh, poor teams at the moment. And I'd say Wexford are the poor of the two. Both counties should be doing far better than what they're doing, given the, the, the tradition they have and the players they have there too. All right, Ger, uh, It was great to see you. And will you come in to see us again during the summer? Absolutely, Damon. Ger Brennan, thank you so much for your time. Now, delighted to welcome along Cheddar Plunkett to talk hurling on the Championship uh, this evening. Cheddar, first of all, Allianz Hurling League final this weekend, Kilkenny versus Limerick. What do you make of this final, but what do you make of the hurling leagues in general this year? I think the final is going to be a cracking game. Um, I mean, they are two best teams. I think, you know, bear in mind the two of them in the All-Ireland last year, it was a very, very close game. And I think Kilkenny bring a lot to the game um, to neutral probably some of the strengths of Limerick. Um, so I, th- I think it'll be a really, really good game. Um, and, you know, I was, I was interested in the, t- the, the two semifinals and uh, particularly Limerick's performance. And um, I, I suppose there's a number of things about both teams that sets them apart, particularly their strength and depth and that. Uh, but I think with Kilkenny have set their intentions clear here, Damien, the 320 players that are not going to be playing tomorrow in the under-20 match, Billy Drennan, I think Timmy Clifford, I think they're all done in under-20s as well, and I don't think they're on their panel for tomorrow. So they've made their intentions clear going down to Cork that they're really, really going to go for this. And that's no different for any of the Kilkenny teams or any of the top teams. When they're at the top, they want to win everything. So do Limerick. Um, so I think it's going to be a cracking game. And to answer the second part of your question, I do think that the GA need to look at this um, and look at the league and give it more importance and give it better separation from a lead into the championship. Um, because I think at the minute, an awful lot of teams are probably treating it as, um, you know, a preparation for the championship as such. Um, and I think that needs to be looked at. But I can understand that in a sense as well. This is the first sort of test and trial of the split year, Damien. Um, so it takes a little while for things to settle down, bed down, see where things are, and then see how we're actually going to, uh, you know, big up the league as it used to be. Okay, Chedra, what do you think of the displays, uh, you know, among teams in hurling this season so far? In, in other words, what I'm trying to ask you is, has the game regressed a little bit in your opinion? Oh, absolutely not, um, Damien. Um, I mean, you know, I've heard some a lot of commentary about different aspects of hurling, um, and particularly about um, you know the possession game of hurling. Um, and moving away from the traditional game and of course within that then is the hand pass issue and all of that there's a lot of talk around that at the minute and I think it would be good to have uh, an open discussion on that but without doubt and I've been looking at hurling for a long time hurling is that it's more skillful and if we're looking for hurling to be skillful and fast and quick well th- there's no year in my view that is compared with the last couple of years in this and, and it's not just necessarily Limerick coming on here it's uh, hurling evolving I suppose into a possession game which is not dissimilar Damien to a lot of other sports um, you know you, when you want to look at at soccer and I'm not hugely interested in soccer but I'm interested in the, the development and the evolvement of the game back in the 50s with the sweeper and all of that and then we're looking at probably the most tactical game of all basketball uh, you know which is which is really really changed 
And I think people need to move on here. And, and, and uh, if they want to keep hurling back in the dark age as well, look, we're going to take away a lot of the skills. Without doubt, hurling at the minute is at its most skillful that I have seen in my time. That's not saying that there was incredibly skillful players back in the 60s and 70s. There, there was, but the game, the game overall wasn't anywhere near as skillful as it is now. OK, that's interesting to hear you say that. Um, the hand pass, is, has it become um, endemic, uh, you know, in the game? Uh, is it being policed properly? Can it be policed properly? And how would you solve that one, Cheddar? Um, look, the rule is there. The rule is very clear there that it has to be striking motion from the hand. There's no ambiguity about that. So the application of it uh, by the referee, and look, if we want to raise the bar here a little bit about the application, we've got two referees at inter-county level, and we can test and trial this at inter-county level to start with. Two referees are on the, are running the, the sides, the lines here, uh, and are connecting with the referees. So there would be no big big issue for the uh, sidelines men to call this either and uh, let, the ref- let the referee know. But how far do you want to go with this? Nobody is going to get this perfect. Mm. Um, and I think if, if you leave it to the referee and uh, and if you wanted to uh, to raise the bar a little bit and leave it to the Lions man that they call it, uh, that I think that's fine. The rule is there. You know, what do we want to share? What do we want to change here, Damien? And I've heard some some uh, people offering solutions about only using the opposite hand for the hand pass or banning the hand pass altogether. And I really wonder, do people think through the concept Consequences of those things because are they really trying to stop the possession game? Because if I looked at the um, at the Tipperary and Limerick match last Saturday Saturday mm-hmm. night, um, and I was interested, um, I was talking to Martin Doherty after that. And he made a very very good comment, and I think people should listen to people that really think about hurling. And I'm thinking of Martin here, and he said. The, the, the chances of making a mistake now are zero or you will be punished uh, uh, for this. And really what he's saying is that you might need to take the simple option, hand pass, most of the time to get yourself out of trouble and get yourself into the shooting area and that without giving away the ball. And look, I've heard a lot of discussion, Damien, as well about, uh, you know, we, we, we missed the 50-50 clashes and all that. And I fully agree with that. That was great, exciting for the mm. spectator. But as a coach and as a team that want to go away and win matches, there's no excitement about giving the ball away and suddenly the opposition, and if, if I think of the, the likes of Dearman Burns and, uh, and those type of quality players get on the ball and they're shooting points from distance and you're suddenly four or five points down just because you want to please the fans or you want to please somebody else to go along. That doesn't really make much sense and it definitely doesn't cut it about winning matches. And without a doubt, if you take two teams that are broadly similar in in uh, in skills and in talent, but one plays org- with, with organisation and the other doesn't, and the other goes, I'll just use the, the phrase off the cuff or, or plays intuitively, there's no doubt about who's going to win the match. And, and, you know, so that's where the game is going. And I think it would be much, much better for people to say, can we speak to some of the coaches, understand where the game is going, and maybe we might need to tweak the rules a little bit in advance mm. of that, not reacting to it, uh, to be able to keep hurling at the top table. I probably need to be reminded of, of uh, where we're at myself sometimes because you, you miss those clashes, you see the maybe one or two hand passes and a long range strike over the bar and you do miss those tussles but maybe I'm a bit of a dinosaur myself the Joe McDonough Cup starts this weekend Cheddar and I was in uh, Port Leash last week watching um, Kildare take on Offaly and you know it was a monumental chance for Kildare to go to Division 1 they didn't take it Offaly did this weekend Offaly are out against your own county Um, it's in O'Connor Park in Tullamore how how do you see that one going Cheddar we have about maybe four minutes left to chat about the three McDonough Cup games how do you see that game in particular 
I think it's a huge important game for both counties, but for different reasons. First of all, Damien, um, awfully, um, obviously have an All-Ireland uh, losing minor team last year, but they've done an awful lot of work with that team in the meantime. I think it's gone under the radar that they've won a Leinster College's Championship. Not alone that, but they've also broken down their teams to win the, with the Cormac winning in the B Championship that as well. Yeah, so right. I think a lot of credit to Michael Dyke and the people in Offaly that are looking at how to develop a really good team to make it senior. But if Offaly... Uh, and round one is very important in this you know mm. winning your first game is really important you're sort of under caution if not um, and so I think that's important for Offaly um, you know in terms of how they're going to develop the game to actually get up the top to be, to be actually, actually stay at the top but it's equally important for Leeds there's a lot of senior players um, if they don't win John Mack this year would they, would they stay on and if yeah. they don't does the team slip a little bit further so it's important in, in that sense but I do think Damien, that leash. Um, first of all, there's a few advantages for Offaly, I suppose. The game is in Tullamore, um, and uh, and uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of of a particular pitch in one place or the other. But if you, if you're playing on the ground that you're training on, it's obviously an advantage. But I do think that leash have more scoring forwards under pressure than Offaly have, okay. and I think that will decide it tomorrow. And I think if leash don't give away. Uh, too many frees to Offaly. Yeah. Owen Carlos is a superb free yeah. taker, yeah. Um, and I think just I just think Offaly have as many scoring forwards as uh, as Leeds do. They'll miss Oshin Kelly, but on the flip side of that, um, you know Shane okay. Doody could come on. He could do a lot of damage as well. Okay, Cheddar. Down, we're close enough to a few more positive results in the league. Can they take Kerry scalp in Ballycran? It's an interesting game uh, because and it's certainly an interesting game for Kerry uh, because they've been knocking on the door now for a number of years in the John Mack final. Um, I think Stephen Lumpy wouldn't have stayed in Kerry. I know mm. it, may, it might be his first year, but I don't think he would have stayed if he didn't see um, improvement within the team. Um, and it's difficult to go to down, as we all know, over, over you know over the years. Um, and I think they have improved a lot. Um, and Sullivan's up with Ron and Sheen at the minute as well. Right. You know, so obviously they're putting a lot into this. And I'm not sure that Kerry travel well, and that's a pretty loose statement to make here now. But mm-hmm. but if they did, um, I think if Kerry's uh, eyes are on the ball, they've introduced some new players. Some of the older players have probably retired at this stage. Um, and I, you know, I do think that Kerry will 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 will, okay. will want to win that, and will want to go up and win the first game. Okay, and Cheddar in maybe 50 seconds. Uh, would, do you fancy Kildare then to bounce back from the disappointment? Massive game, ma- yeah. massive game, Damien. I think it, the, the fact that it's in Carlo is really worrying. I think Carlo is a really good team. I always like teams that have scoring forwards under pressure. And in Chris Nolan and Marty Cavanagh, there's a few more players that just don't jump to mind at the minute. I think they've enough quality. But I think Kildare have done really, really well under David Herity and they, they should have won last weekend um, if they had a score enough in the first half. Um, but So they do need to keep momentum, I suppose. You know, losing that sometimes can be a little bit of a downer. Then they can need to go in six or seven days later and, and uh, turn it on again and try and play. But I do think... Um, I, do, I do think Carlo okay. will up the, up their game for the for the Joe Mac, and I do think they'll win that. Okay, Cheddar Plunkett, thank you so much, and we we'll talk to you very soon again. Cheers, Damien. Okay, that's Seamus Plunkett there. Thanks to Seamus and thanks to Ger Brennan as well. And that's it for this week's show, uh, folks. Our first is off the ground. The programme was produced by Gary Moore and Dave Gibson was on sound. From myself, Damien Lawler, stay well, stay safe, and we'll chat again next weekend. Please, God.